At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This segment is brought to you by Jigmasters. Step up your game with high-quality performance jigs, spinnerbaits, buzzbaits, and more from Jigmasters.com. And always, when in doubt, get the jig out. Welcome to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. This is the final cast segment with your hosts, Brad Hicks and Josh Eldridge, where we cast our final opinions on all products, good and bad. Welcome to the final cast. Happy Thursday, everyone. We're back uh, with the final cast on the Paddle and Fin Network. I'm Josh. I'm Brad. And today's guest is Brian Souza of Biz Bates and Sam Jones. What's up? It's also Sam back. Back in action. Sam's a, a multiple time guest and a longtime host. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to be back. I got the hat. Oh, there it is. Hat on this Near. So. It's good to see you guys. Dude, Brad, I've been following you on Instagram, man. Like, you, you, there's no one else that can make Ohio look good, and you do it somehow <laughs> with those river pictures. So, I don't know. The state of Ohio should pay you, should pay you, because of uh, the possibility of you actually bringing some people in uh, that want to go there. So. <laughs> and then I tell everybody, don't come here. Yeah, I know. Well, of course, you don't want anybody else uh, jamming up the river. They but get, uh, you, you make it look good, dude. You make it look real good. They get to the launches. They're like, why did we come here again? Yeah. Like, oh, Brad's picture. I'm like, oh, that picture. He take 60 pictures of the same fish two years <laughs> well, ago. So, Well, well to, be, to be honest, I just follow uh, Ryan, Dar- Ryan Dahl's car around. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. Well, yeah, you should hit up the tr- Tourism Bureau there and uh, strike a deal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's funny. Well, we uh, invited Brian and Sam on to talk about biz baits today. So uh, we'll get into that. And if you guys want to go ahead and introduce yourselves, we already know Sam. Sam, you don't need to introduce yeah, yourself. Everybody knows Sam. <laughs> but Brian, go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, talk about biz baits, how you got started, you know, where you, uh, kind of what your your vision with the company is. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first off, like Sam said, I mean, thank you guys for having us on. Um, like, like I know Sam's uh, not the first time comer, but for me, first time on. So thank you guys. I appreciate it. Um, we got started biz baits, um, started making baits probably 10 years ago now, which is crazy. I mean, time flies, but started mixing them just like most people do um, in spare time. I was uh, originally from outside of Chicago, Northwest suburbs. So this time of year, it's freezing. You can't fish and uh, kind of dove into melting plastic in the basement and all that kind of stuff. And one thing with no vision of starting it as a company, just messing around. And uh, it kind of just took, you know, from one step to the next and some buddies asking for a few baits and um, fast forward a few years and 
started making them. Uh, and I was like, man, I think, you know, maybe I could sell some of these things. Yeah. You know, it's probably the similar trajectory that a lot of, you know, small guys do like, uh, starting out and pouring a couple baits into a mold. And, um, uh, so yeah, I mean, fast forward to here, we're in outside Charlotte, North Carolina by Lake Norman. Um, just moved into a warehouse just not too far from the uh, house here with my wife. And uh, man, we're rocking and rolling. Uh, the support out here in the Carolinas has been amazing since we moved out here about five years ago. Uh, met some awesome people and meeting tons of people through trade shows. Got to know Sam, obviously, um, bumping elbows at different places. And uh, man, I know we're going to dive into it tonight more in detail, but man, that's like a, a super fast run through from 10 years ago to what we're trying to accomplish now here outside of Charlotte um, and just making making baits and coming up with new designs and production now looks a lot different than it did, obviously, when we were first starting out. So um, sometimes I look back or I see stories on whether it's Snapchat or or whatever, where it reminds you like four years ago today or six years ago today. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, wow, like holy cow, where's this going? So um, mm-hmm. it's fun. Uh, it's, you know, like any business, you know, you have your ups and downs, but it's, it's crazy. And we're excited. We're hopefully to be take, continue to be taking it like, like you asked. And um, yeah, we just really appreciate the support down here in the Southeast and starting to become more, a little bit more nationwide. We still have a Midwest following, which is awesome. And uh, yeah, we're just trying to take it and make some quality baits and, and see what we can do. Heck yeah. Sam's Sam's the reason for that Midwest. Uh, it, <laughs> Yeah. No. no. <laughs> well, that's that's the first time I heard about Biz Bates was from you. Well, I, I mean, I definitely am trying to grow it in the Midwest, but the crazy thing about Brian is, and it, anyone that knows the story has been a lot around long knows, like he just anywhere he goes, he seems to always have a gathering around him. So, like, he has a huge support group in Illinois, and then he he moves to North Carolina. And, you know, I run the pro staff for for us now, and we get so many applications from nor- central northern Il- Illinois and North Carolina and South Carolina. And that's just a testament to, to who Brian is and the company is and the guys behind uh, BizSpace because everywhere they go, people just seem to follow. You know, you can also tell by looking at the applications where we've done shows in the past because you just get these pods of people around uh, where we do shows. And that's really not because of Brian. It's mostly because of Ellie, which, um, you know, we haven't talked about Ellie yet, but uh, uh, <laughs> she's the main reason why we get groups of guys um, um, applying from these shows. But yeah, man, I'm definitely trying to grow it um, here in the Midwest, but really across across the country and get people exposed to it. And um, the feedback's been amazing. Definitely. Yeah, that's cool. You mentioned Northwest yeah. Illinois, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, our uh, our main guy Brian Schiller here. He's from that area. Where whereabouts exactly? Do you know? Uh, Poplar Grove. Okay. Yeah. I grew up in uh, Arlington Heights, and my wife's originally from Evanston, Illinois. Um, so yeah, I mean, all right in that whole realm. You know, the Schaumburg, the Chicagoland show, which is always in uh, Schaumburg, is like a ten minute drive from where I grew yeah. up, parents' house. So. Um, funny, funny story about that. Actually, um, the the day I met Brian was I don't know three years ago now. Uh, it's the first KBF trail event for um, uh, where were we at? We were like out in Oklahoma or something. But yep. uh, uh, hmm. Brian Brian was uh, was there, and he had uh, biz base on his truck and his kayak, and um, so he started talking to me and Alan. And I, I recognized the Biz Base logo, and that was one of the main reasons I went up and started talking to him, and uh, went from there. So, but yeah, he he had spent some time um, around Brian from Biz Base um, at the uh, Schaumburg show. He was telling me about that. So that's exactly how all that kind of yeah circled to be. So that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so how long have you been kayak fishing, Brian? So. Um, <laughs> Yeah. I was talking about Brian from Paddle and Fish. Oh, okay. I see. <laughs> yeah. You a kayak fisherman or you? I, I am guilty. So I grew up uh, bass fishing out of a boat. <laughs> um, I grew up, so I went to Illinois State in central Illinois, started the bass fishing team there, um, had a small little nitro bass boat, uh, competed in national championship and all that kind of fun stuff. Um, just had a blast getting into the tournament scene from the boat side of things. 
um, came out here to North Carolina, did the same with some friends, but we're heavily involved with some kayak groups um, down here. I don't know if you guys know, like Queen City Club. That's mm -hmm. uh, right here in Charlotte. Benny runs yeah, it. Um, Big, biggest club in the nation, I think. Is it end up being? Wow. I yeah. know they're big. Um, man, we've been so blessed to have them, A, in our backyard, B, the support from all those guys here locally. It's a really fun club to watch. But I want to get more involved, uh, to your point, with, with the, which is the actual fishing uh, out of a kayak. I think I've been a little bit of a baby with that. Um, I don't have a boat anymore. And so Vinny, who runs that club, um, is like, dude, I got extra and, you know, come mess around and this and that. So I do want to get a lot more involved with myself uh, getting competitively fishing out of a kayak. I've done it just for fun, but not competitively. Nice. It's so much fun, man. I love it. Yeah. I mean, I've taken a buddy or my, like a buddy's out before here on Norman just for fun. Um, one of them, uh, you know, was paddle and the other was foot drive, but I mean, either way it was, uh, it is addicting. I mean, it's a whole, I, I have so much respect for that. Um, I know there's tons of chatter between boat and, and bank fishermen and kayakers and all that, but man, like if you get yourself in a kayak, especially if you haven't, I totally, uh, understand it has so many different, um, like struggles that you don't, you wouldn't expect to run into. Like one was just like landing a fish, you know, like, mm -hmm. holy crap. I'm like, I level with the, uh, or like I'm down here, like right with the water, you know, it's totally different landing a fish. Um, you can't necessarily boat flip one like you would in a boat. Um, when you set the hook and then you got to, you know, if you get a good one, it's taking you under a dock here at Norman. I mean, the whole aspect of like controlling the kayak and the fish, it's just the little bit I have done is, is has grown <laughs> a lot of respect for it. So it's yeah. fun to be uh, included with these Queen, Queen city guys. And, um, man, I think, I got to get out there and, and learn more and get better at it for sure. Yeah. I think, I think my favorite part is watching a smallmouth jump higher than the top of my head. In yeah. a kayak. It's, it's so cool. <laughs> Definitely. Those things will get up there too. Sam, I can't Sam would know that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Okay. All right. All right. It's true. It's true. I don't know anything about smallmouth. In fact, I'm pretty sure I have a curse. Um, you know, I, I swear, I'm the only person to go to Lake St. Clair and only catch largemouth um, and rock bass. Yeah, um, if you haven't heard that story, I'm sure it's on a podcast somewhere. I'll tell it another time again. But, uh, yeah, ask, ask Dusty about that, man. Fishing the same point as him, same bait, same route, and he's catching smallmouth donkeys, and I'm catching largemouth. It, it doesn't make sense. Wow. But, you know, I, I, I was listening to Brian talk about it, and, and I used to compare kayak fishing to bass boat fishing like hunting, uh, even though I don't hunt, so I don't know why. Well, I do know because uh, Chad Hoover uses the analogy all the time, but it's like uh, shotgun hunting versus, um, you know, bow hunting or, or archery. But now my favorite analogy to use is it's like bass boat fishing is like going in and camping in like a high-end RV and kayak fishing is like going – and camping with a tarp on the ground so mm -hmm. that's that's pretty much it's like you're just right there in it living it experiencing it you know um and uh, the, but we're adding tech like crazy i mean these kayaks now are really just as decked out yeah. as bass boats they're just smaller versions you know so we're, mm -hmm. and we're putting thousands of dollars tech on a milk jug versus a fiberglass or metal boat so yeah. yeah, for real. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to midwayusa.com it, it's been really fun to see um like watch the kayak scene grow the way it has i mean it, it's so i don't know like i said i have a ton of respect for it um i love watching what what that whole side of the industry is doing when i first got involved with sam you know i told him i'm like man i really want to hone in on this like i've met tons of guys like yourself that are you know really good uh, in the kayak scene, I am a novice at it, but like I love what you guys are doing and uh, just want to be as involved as I can be. So I'm still learning, that's for sure.
Heck yeah. So let's get into your baits, man. What was the first one you came up with? Man, so the first bait we came up with. So we um, started making baits with um, what I like to call like stock molds um, that you can find online. Again, like many guys do and, and pour out of. So the first bait that we came up with ever, um, which I'm trying to see if I have one in front of me, which of course I'm guilty of not having. I got a couple of the newer ones, but <laughs> is our biz bug. Um, so back when I first designed this bait, um, you know, the beaver style bait was really popular. You know, the, the reaction innovations, uh, beaver style uh, flipping bait was really, really popular. And so we wanted to make a beaver craw hybrid. And so when you see that bait, um, it starts out kind of more like a beaver style bait, finishes yeah. off like a craw. Exactly. So that thing goes back, man, it's probably seven-ish years. Um, but we wanted to design a flipping bait that gives you the profile of a beaver and has more of a craw type finished look to it. Um, so that was the very first one. Um, and then we had the baby bug, which is what's sitting next to it, just a smaller version that worked out great. And uh, yeah, and then the list, we started kind of running off after that. But the first one is the biz bug and it definitely uh, kind of has a special place in your heart when you design your first one from scratch and, and it comes out the way you want it to be. And man, the whole proto prototyping process is a whole nother animal. <laughs> so you actually design the mold and then you pour them yourself. That's correct. Yep. We, yeah, we worked with a mold company uh, based out of Louisiana that makes uh, other bait molds. And uh, this, this was the first one that was truly our design. And then as we grew, um, you know, we were obviously again, very, 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 very small. Um, and as we grow, the grew, the intention was to get out of, you know, having some of these column stock baits and there's absolutely nothing wrong with them. It's just, you know, as we grew the line, we wanted to have, um, so I always had like, wow, but, uh, as we grew the line, uh, we wanted to have, you know, baits that weren't necessarily something you could find online and then something you could truly call your own as you grew that line. Um, so that's kind of what we segued to with the rest of the plastics to what you would see on our site now. So going back to uh, creating your own mold, we, yeah. we've talked to guys before. Um, I think this is cool, but we've also talked to other companies where they have people mold it and then mm -hmm. they put their logo and stuff on it. Correct. Uh, yeah. I, I like how you guys are doing it here because you're actually doing the mold and designing your own baits. How that's hard cool. is it to come up with a design that's completely different from somebody else's. <laughs> um, it's very difficult. I mean, there's a lot of baits out there at this point, you know, lots of companies, there's going to be a lot of, Hey, this looks like that, or Hey, you copied so-and-so. Um, but we definitely have tried from the beginning with a lot of our baits, uh, the different worms, different crawls. I'm looking down at them, like the cutter crawl, the net dizzy, all these different baits It really, Taking baits that in my this is what I try to do. I try to take baits that I threw and that I knew were staples in the industry, and I had frustrations throwing because before I was using other people's other companies' baits. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, man, this is a great bait, and this company sells a lot of baits, uh, but I don't like this aspect about it, or this was what mm -hmm. frustrated me about this craw. You know, the arms didn't do X, Y, Z. Um, and then as the years went on, I was like. I want to make a craw in that category, like what call it a flapping or swimming craw or finesse worm, whatever the case may be, but like fix maybe what my frustration was in that style of a bait. Um, and that's kind of what we try to do with each category as we grew and um, kind of went, went from there and, and expanded on that basically. That's interesting. Yeah. And at the same time, like you said, trying not to look like other stuff or, mm -hmm copies patented things i mean there's a lot of things in the industry that are patented mm -hmm. um and rightfully so so you got to dance around those things and um, right make sure, make sure you're coming up with original stuff are, are you using plastisol then to pour yeah absolutely okay. yeah. so we have a custom blend of plastisol from our plastic supplier um that is ours and uh that we've worked with them to work well with our machine that we use and all that good stuff so uh with buoyancy uh we do have some salt in our baits and then we also scent our bait so there's kind of some balance there with having a salted bait and still maintaining decent buoyancy a lot most of the time salt weighs your baits down mm -hmm. but we wanted to kind of put all the odds in your favor have a salted bait um, that is scented that still has decent buoyancy uh, to want to stand up on a shaky head or the ned rig ned dizzy that you were showing 
um, or even the crawls on the back of a jig, just having your claws stand up, things that guys were looking for while still maintaining, you know, salt in the bait. That's and cool. they stink too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting next to like six packs. I'm like, yeah. yeah. They has <laughs> got the jackam juice. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you know how other plastics that are scented, you, you rig them up on your rod, and by the time you get to the lake, they don't even have any stink on them. Yeah. Man, yeah. these things will stink two months after being sitting in the sun for on your kayak for a month. You know, it's That's like, awesome. I've had stop. these baits crammed into a giant bass mafia bag with like 40 other bags and it still smells exactly like biz bags. <laughs> like it hasn't yeah. changed nothing's different about it whatsoever from the first day i opened it I can, I can hang around a ramp and i know who's throwing biz baits i can sniff it out <laughs> is it is it like a garlic scent is that what that is yeah, yeah i mean cool. it smells like an italian like street food like <laughs> Yeah, buggy down the street. Dude. Yeah, it's, awesome. it's, it's majority garlic. There's a little bit something extra in there that we just wanted to make our own scent, um, which mm-hmm. is why we just call it Jackham Juice. You know, that's more the marketing name to it that we had fun with. But yeah, it's primarily like a heavily gar- garlic scent that we just want, you know, to mask, you know, human scent or the plastic smell, which you don't smell plastic and, and just try to put all the odds in your favor, you know? Yeah, good yeah. idea. <laughs> like we were talking before we started like my favorite bait that i've thrown so far has yeah. been the ned dizzy mm-hmm. um and you gave me two of the best colors possible i think awesome like i got the like green pumpkin chartreuse it looks like it's got some black flake in it yeah summer crow yeah and then i got the pb and j which is actually it's these two baits i'm like man these the colors are badass like <laughs> um i appreciate it and what I really liked about these is not only did I throw these on just like a net head, um, I threw them on Z-Man's micro uh, jigs, like as a trailer, dude. And they looked badass. Like it looked really good. Um, and what I really liked was because of that buoyancy, that the jigs that I was throwing, they're light. Mm-hmm. It would make the jig stand up. It would kind of move it up and yeah. keep it up like that. So it was pretty cool, man. Um, they worked really, really well. Um, I think I caught a couple uh, smallmouth at St. Clair on it. So oh, you can't they, beat that. No, not at all. <laughs> this is I, mean, I got I to throw this out there, though. I mean, and is that, is that another dig at me? Is that, is that no, Sam Jones knows. <laughs> Sam Jones knows the paddle and fin love affair with Wicked Weights, Wicked Willows. And I yep. threw that, and that was like the, my key bait the whole time I was down there. Like they just chomped it. So, but awesome. heck yeah, dude, I, I, I'm a big fan of this. The regular uh, Dizzy Diamond, if anybody's not familiar, Dizzy Diamond is a um, yeah, you know, it's a it's basically kind of like a trick worm. A uh, little bump, it's mm-hmm. the ones I got are the six inches, they're a little bit longer than the ones I normally buy. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's a shaky head worm, and I really like these too. Um, I haven't, I have the, I've only thrown shaky heads a a couple times and it's usually when i'm fishing like largemouth and i threw it when i went and visited brian that was the first time i got to throw his shaky head so um i gave these a shot uh this year but i actually didn't fish a lot of places where i think it would have you know really kind of benefit more mm-hmm. I, like but they're i really like how buoyant they are like even for like a six inch you know like trick worm in a sense like Yep. They they stand up really really well and it looks good because when it was bouncing you could see it like like snake almost like the tail kind of like shoots up and it looks good man awesome. I mean that color right there is awesome too yeah that, so that color there sprayed grass it's definitely that's, uh that's the one I got here top seller yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah, did the Disney diamond the Disney diamond was my introduction to the brand um, before I'd ever even met Brian I was throwing the Dizzy diamond. And, uh, you know, I've continued to explore what all that thing can do. And it, it's awesome. I mean, on a shaky head, like you said, that's how I, I originally threw it. I didn't try anything new other than that for over a year of throwing it. And then I started playing with it on as a jig trailer. It's a great jig trailer. Um, just like you were talking about with the Ned Dizzy on a larger profile jig. Um, it does the same thing, and then uh, it's killer on a Nico. It's, oh, a, it's an amazing Nico bait. That's good uh, to know. 
good good yeah. to know because that's going to be my technique for this year. I might have to yeah. get some of those. And then I'll tell you, for the Midwest guys, actually, really, I haven't gone anywhere yet where this collar doesn't work. And I almost don't want to say this out loud, but <laughs> Green Pumpkin Magic is such a money color. Bring that color up, Brad. <laughs> anywhere, <laughs> anywhere you go. It is uh, it's phenomenal. Um, and it, it works on cloudy days. It works on sunny days. It just it just produces uh, everywhere you go. I don't know what it is about it because you guys have talked to me before and I've told you, like, I don't get into the color game. Like, I'm pretty, pretty straightforward. And Brian is the one that put me on because I always just got I always just got green pumpkin, blue flake or red flake or just straight green pumpkin. He's like, have you tried magic yet? I was like, no, nah, I haven't. So he sends me a couple of bags and that's the only color I need anymore. It's like <laughs> stupid good. That's so. awesome. Anytime I hear your name, I think of the shaky head, by the way. <laughs> I know. Sam Jones automatically. Sam Jones and Brian Schiller, because Brian was like, yeah. you know, he throws it a lot, especially on his home leg. So well, it's true. I mean, I always have a shaky head tied on. And it I, I will say it's starting to trend towards the Nico. Um, mm-hmm. but I always have a shaky head tied on, and I always have that wicked willow with a with a swim bait on um Mm -hmm. it it never fails so but yeah i am starting to leave the shaky head um except for when i'm throwing a big one so with the new which we haven't talked about it yet but there's three there's three styles in the dizzy lineup so brian's got right there so the mag dizzy um we we introduced that at the classic what two years ago now yeah was it a year yeah two years ago now it's crazy how time flies i know uh and just a larger profile version. Uh, it's got some meat to it. And I throw that on like a half ounce, three quarter, and even a one ounce jig, um, regular jig or football jig. Um, so that's generally when I'm throwing a shaky head anymore. It's anywhere from a three eighths to a one ounce with the big worm. And then I'm Nico fishing the Dizzy Diamond. And what I love about that Nico rig is it works in all cover. Um, including grass really, really well. Uh, it comes through it real clean. So, um, but yeah, it, it's just a phenomenal series. And, and that's just one of the series that we have. Um, but uh, yeah, that's what, that's what drew me in. And, and then the cutter crawl, uh, that was the next one. So. <laughs> Brad, will you bring up the, uh, the dizzies again, the color ones that you had up? I yeah, want to see next- if you can actually play the video of it. Oh yeah, so people can kind of get understand what we're talking about with the action of it. But um, yeah, that'll be under the Dizzy Diamond page. I got it. I can share. What I like too that you guys are doing is that you know you're coming out with versions of your bait, like and like you know you've got the Dizzy Diamond, you've got the the Mag version, and then you also have like the Ned version. Yeah, and that's pretty cool because I mean you'll get like you'll get to your size profiles from like five to three and you know, three quarters and maybe a two, but yeah. I mean, you're kind of covering the entire spectrum <laughs> and that's pretty cool because a lot of people are like, man, I really like this bait and I think it'd work great on smallmouth, but it's a five inch crawl and it just, you know what I mean? It, it, exactly. I mean, it'll get hit. Don't get me wrong, but it's not going to, I mean, they've done studies where they're like smallmouth will eat little crawls all day long mm-hmm. and actually avoid bigger ones. Like yep. uh, the, the baby biz is a, like that or the biz bug that thing is awesome the small yep. version of it yep. um and i because i a lot of times when you find beaver style baits they tend to be really on the big side yeah i mean i know reaction innovations made a small one and that's kind of where i really got into throwing those um but yeah see like oh, when that thing snaps up it like twirls and like yeah. it looks good Oh, yeah, man. that is that is cool. I'm still like watching it. <laughs> Look, I can think I see Sam drooling a little bit. He's like, I need to get out. This winter, winter is killing me here. <laughs> sorry, sorry. That's all. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, since we're on the topic of the uh, shaky head, oh, here we go. Oh, oh <laughs> go back. Oh, it's, oh don't show that. Don't show that. Don't show that. <laughs> well, since we're on the topic here, uh, I noticed you guys have some pretty unique um, uh, terminal tackle for the shaky head and the Ned uh, yeah. Disney and stuff like that. You want to talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. So we just came a uh, little backstory and we can have some, there's definitely a lot to this too. Um, 
So there's a company locally here called True South Custom Lures. And as we Sam and I have been talking and expanding on biz baits, I mean, it, it made sense to um, start offering complimentary products for these Dizzy, the whole Dizzy series, you know, the Ned Dizzy, this regular Dizzy Diamond, the Mag Dizzy. Um, and John Martin was the owner of True South Custom Lures, which is really big here locally in the Carolinas, um, making lead products. So his jigs, his shaky heads, buzz baits, things like that. And we'd been friends through a couple of trade shows and over the years just talking. I mean, I personally used his stuff um, to pair up our stuff. And, you know, this last year I was like, man, I want to start designing our own stand up style uh, shaky head to complement the Dizzy and kind of start getting into that realm. And uh, this year I was... Uh, started brainstorming that. And then it dawned on me, I'm like, I want to touch base with John. You know, we've been good buddies for a while. I don't want him to feel like we're necessarily trying to step on his toes here in the market. And um, I brought it up to him about a year ago. And even back then, he's like, dude, do what you need to do, man. It's just, just you know, shake your head. I, I get it, blah, blah. But we touched base and you know, one thing quickly led to another. And I was like, John, have you ever thought of the idea of us like coming together? You know, John has an, had an amazing product line. Um, awesome colors again, all complimentary. Like it's like he makes peanut butter and I make jelly. You know, we got yeah. soft plastics and jigs. I mean, you buy jigs, you need to go get your soft plastics, that whole deal. Um, and so I talked to him for a while and I was like, you know, John, like you ever thought of the idea of us maybe coming together and, and really trying to blow this up at the time he was talking about, you know, the growth he was having, but also some tremendous, um, uh, struggles and frustrations he had, um, you know, keeping up with some things. And, and I had just literally been through that with biz baits and, you know, trying to figure the production and things like that. And I was like, I'd love to just marry us together, try to run with this, make a high quality bait, put products under one roof. So it's, you know, save on shipping with customers that buy both of ours, all these, all these great things. So uh, fast forward, that was, I made that call, you know, May 15th of this year and July 15th, we moved into the warehouse we're sharing now so um it definitely moved quickly this year but uh yeah it, you know after we had a couple conversations we were all both on the same page and uh we're really excited so we revamped the true south line the true south line has now come you know kind of under the bizbaits website um mm -hmm. at the true south series um and that kind of spells into your question here with what we launched now is the straight up series from true south which is mm -hmm. um a stand-up style shaky head um, but there's a couple of unique things we've done to this head that is hard to even tell from just a picture here. But a lot of your hooks will have a 60 degree uh, shaky head hook in them. And mm -hmm. so one thing you can do, you can take a 90 degree hook, which will go completely vertical off the eye of the hook, like a spot remover jig. Or you'll have your 60 degree basic uh, hook that will be in most of your shaky heads. So to help these baits like ours that do stand up, but to really help ours and if you decide to use the true south shake it with something else help it stand up i wanted to first take that 60 degree eye and bring it up another like eight degrees and so when that bait is trying to pull that hook back down um just the angle of that hook will help your plastic um obviously biz baits uh, will do that a little bit better because of what we talked about but nonetheless that was the design behind that shaky head is to just change that angle of the 60 degree hook and bring it up uh, a little bit more with your plastic um, there's a little bit more of a wedge shape to the back. There's a teardrop shape um, that kind of gives uh, that wedge. So like if that plastic wants to pull against it, the back of that head really wants to help that head still stand up. Mm -hmm. um, all those great things. We just wanted to make an awesome stand up head. Um, and when we got with John and True South, you know, he had a Magnum head that was great for the Mag Dizzy, like Sam was talking about. And then we're like, man, instead of just having like a mushroom Ned rig head, um, that many companies offer just a regular mushroom. I was like, let's just take our straight up Ned, um, make it flush on the top because on Ned rig hooks, you want them to uh, that plastic to meet flush with that head. And let's have our straight up Ned, our straight up shaky, and then our straight up mag shaky. Um, and that's what you're seeing here is something that will complement all three sizes of our dizzies that we just talked about. Um, and you can just pair those up nicely with different weights and, and make sure that your plastic is fit perfect with this type head you should be using. Yeah, the the head is what caught my eye the the most. Yeah. Like, I I I like that everybody's coming out with all these different heads. It's just <laughs> it, it's unique. I, I like unique stuff like that, and just the design of the head. I was just like, it caught my eye. I was like, that's cool. Oh. I want to get me some of this. 
<laughs> Definitely. Yeah, I've seen, seen the same sort of, not the same style head, but mm -hmm. the same kind of um, idea where people are putting two wires on the bottom of the head, you know, like kind of sticking out. But I'm like always like, man, that just, that just looks like it wants to get caught in every little tiny blade of grass, you know? Mm -hmm. Definitely. So I like that head design, man. It, that looks good. It looks like it would work well. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we uh, it's something we did a lot of prototyping with. And, and I know we touched on that with the plastics. I mean, man, it's you, you have an idea and then you get it prototyped and then it doesn't turn out exactly what you're hoping. You make tweaks and you do it. And it's like you press repeat three times um, and, and you just try not to settle. You want to make sure you get the design where you want it before you take this thing to market and obviously offer it to fishermen on either realm, the lead stuff or the soft plastic stuff. Um, and when you're finally there, you can take a deep breath and be like, all right, this is what we wanted, you know, and yeah. it's doing what we wanted it to do. So, um, yeah, we're super pumped about the straight up series. I mean, really, people have only known about it for two months with the combination and merger with True South coming in with us. So I mean, this is definitely a new head. Um, guys took advantage of it during Black Friday and things like that, but really haven't hasn't been fished by the public too much until this coming year. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA. Dot com. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, we're excited. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how the guys enjoy. It. I mean, we've already had pictures sent in. Um, we got to get some more to Sam too, so you can mess around with the different shapes and sizes. But uh, yeah, we'll see. I'm excited to see all the different fish catches on these things this coming year. Okay. Yeah, I'm sitting here looking at the website and I saw <laughs> the Pad Daddy. Yeah, that's that's uh Sam. That's one of your baits, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Brad knows all my baits, apparently. So it's, yeah, it's pretty. I, I creep on you, dude. That's, that's all right. That's all right. Um, no, yeah, I, I'm obsessed with that thing. Kind of like the 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 dizzy diamond. You know, the the thing about that pad daddy, where other frogs fell, is they want to roll over, and when they roll over, they're done. It, that retrieve is done if a frog or if a bass blows up on it while it's rolled over like that mm -hmm. you're probably not going to get it the thing that impressed me right away about the pad daddy was that even if it did roll it wanted to come back true always and that has to do with the shape of the belly um that uh, brian and the team kind of put in there the other thing that's great about it is it can be fished in really, really nasty stuff um, because of the raised ribs on the back there. Um, your hook is exposed, but it's protected almost like a weed guard on a jig. Like the uh, hook point is? Yeah, exactly. Because if you look at that, um, at those ribs on that bait, your, your hook point is going to sit just inside there. Um, and it's still soft enough that it mashes down real, real easy. Um, but surprisingly, the two things that I learned about it after noticing those things right up front was how well it skipped. Um, it, I mean, you can skip this thing a mile, even if you're not great at skipping, um, you can still skip this thing a mile. So when you're talking about flooded brush where you've got some overhanging brush and stuff like that, docks. Um, any type of hanging cover that you can get a bait under it's, it's absolutely money. Um, and then it works at all speed retrieves. You can reel it really, really slow and almost get, you know, like that, that real slow plop you get on a whopper plopper, you know, just, you just barely getting it going. And it's, you can get like that kind of a speed retrieve on it. But you can burn this thing like super, super fast. Take your highest gear ratio reel and just go to town on it. Hmm. Um, and it produces, man. Like I I've sent pictures to Brian in February and March of me catching toads, like pre-spawn toads hmm. here in Indiana on it. Um, 
and uh, it, it's just a it's a money little bait, you know. I throw that more than any other frog. Um, yeah. The only other time I'm throwing a different frog is like on a buzz bait. Uh, it, that frog's a little too bulky; it's not designed to be on the back of a buzz bait. Um, and the only other time that I I, I don't even pick up a spro frog hardly at all anymore. The only time I do is when um, you get that real slimy, slimy moss stuff that kind of gets too gunked up on a frog, a swimming frog like that. Or I'll throw when I'm throwing that um, on top of mats and stuff and grass and whatnot, if I get a couple blow-ups and they keep missing it for whatever reason, then I might throw a spro or a sassy stick is actually my normal follow-up. But sometimes I'll throw like a spro frog in there and just sit it in the hole and kind of dance it. Um, but, uh, otherwise, yeah, I'll go behind guys that are throwing spros and other stuff. And I just, I whack them on that thing. I love it. Yeah. It's my new favorite way to throw frogs now after yeah, last year, dude. Fun. but I have yeah. to try those out because that was, what do you, what kind of terminal tackle are you using for it? I already know. Yeah. yeah so we sell a hook for it already. Um, it, it's the perfect hook for it. It's a single uh, single hook, not not like your two barbed uh, frog hooks you see from other brands. Um, I, I believe it's a three aught. I don't need, right. It's a three aught or four aught. It's actually a five, which is crazy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's just in yeah. there. It sits in yeah, there. It just sits in my box. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> um, but uh, I literally have a box just for these things. And yeah, so then I throw a fifty pound braid, um, high gear ratio reel. And uh, the rod depends on the vegetation that I'm throwing it around. If it's open water, you know, a seven, seven to seven, six, uh, medium heavy is fine. Um, if I'm, if I'm around any type of real vegetation where I got to fight a fish, I'm going to go with a seven, six rod, something heavy. So. Yeah. You, you also dropped some juice last time you're on here for the wicked weights episode. I believe you said the pad daddy and the wicked willow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I've been so, wanting to try it ever since. <laughs> yeah, so because of the way this frog is built, and because you can burn it so fast, um, you can throw it on a pretty decent weighted hook. Um, and uh, again, a lot of frogs you have to throw a weighted hook just to keep them true. But the problem with it is it really limits you. Um, so you have to throw, like retrieve it fast, right? Because yeah, it wants you have to retrieve it. Right. really really fast and what's great about the pad daddy is sometimes that's the key that's what you want to do so you can do that but you can also still slow it down because it's meaty enough and it's buoyant enough um that it'll hold uh you know a weighted hook or like we were talking about in the wicked weights episode um the uh the wicked willow which is a uh weighted spinner bait or a weighted uh swim bait hook um and uh Actually, I didn't come up with that. Some guys out in Texas came up with that, and uh, I kind of, I kind of used it, and it worked really, really well. Um, so, yeah, I'm gonna have yeah. to try it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. It looks, looks cool. <laughs> it is good. It works. I mean, I, the pad daddy kills it, man. Nighttime, daytime, anytime. So, yeah. there's only three colors that I typically throw: white, black, and then uh, the mm -hmm the natural color as we call it is kind of that greenish uh, chartreuse belly um and the the natural i'll throw in clear water open water situations especially when i feel like they're feeding on bluegill mm -hmm. um and then when i'm in heavy matted stuff i'm throwing white or black and if it's a if it's a well-lit night um you know full moon a lot of natural light coming in i throw the white um, and if it is dark and cloudy, I typically throw the black. Now, mm -hmm. depending on the body of water, sometimes that can flip flop just because it seems like the fish. But I just carry those three colors and um, I'll go through them until I usually get bit. But that's the scenarios that I just gave are typically what I find. So, and uh, I, I do like how you mentioned at the very beginning uh, this bait doesn't flip over. I've used other baits that have flipped over and I've just, I just gave up on it. So I never really threw a uh, body frog. And, and that's the staple with it. And, and a little pro tip, cause I know Sam's spilling some juice, but um, I'll tell you something about the pad daddy that you don't think about, but the mm -hmm. way you just said is the, the main call it selling feature. But what makes that bait so special is 
that rounded belly that mm-hmm. wants to stay belly down once it's rigged right. But you get a lot of toads that'll flip over. Mm-hmm. And when you're coming through stuff, this frog, like as it comes over grass, it may flip for a second and go mm-hmm. over. But when it hits open water, it'll correct itself. And a lot of times you get that blow up then. But it is fun to watch. Like in the natural color, it has a gold belly. So you'll see that gold flash and then you'll see it go away. And you're like, yeah, the frog's running the way it should. Um, yeah. which is awesome for a hookup ratio. I mean that we've all set the hook on a frog and had right. that thing flying back at us a million times. <laughs> so it's just trying to, you know, increase that hookup ratio, but right. little thing we do here too, just for like a tip and fishing, like down here in the Carolinas, Lake Norman, there's no grass. There's almost no vegetation or trees, you know, it's all docks. And so in the fall guys are chucking the heck out of that whopper plopper. And so one thing I got into with a buddy of mine, is like that, like Sam was saying, is like that different cadence. Like they're looking for that top water bait in the fall mm-hmm. uh, to get dialed in on. But that pad daddy, when you reel it, like you don't want to take a couple casts to find like the sweet spot, I like to call it, but you can burn it and it's going to kick water and you can crawl that thing and it's just going to like keep moving water, but not, not churn, mm-hmm. but just move water. But mm-hmm. then there's a sweet spot in the middle where you'll hear those feet just get like pop, 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 pop. And you're like, oh, that's right there. Yeah. So you'll get that same. Bump, about like, that time that yeah. <laughs> you'll get that same cadence out of the toad but it sounds a little different than your plopper um and something sam glazed over on was like that profile of that frog is slender and that thing skips so well so we'll mm-hmm. here on norman like you can take this thing and sling it under docks and it'll be like skip skip, skip skip and you can't even see the frog and you start getting yeah. in that cadence and you'll hear like pop 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 and you can't even see it and all of a sudden it's like Poof! but you can get that bait in areas and places by skipping it that you can't really get these whopper ploppers, uh, at least in the, you know, sometimes in these areas in the Carolinas around docks and stuff. So um, it's just something that guys can really play differently in the fall or whenever a whopper ploppers playing a role and they want a little different cadence. Like that's something I suggest if guys want to try something different. Yeah. You know, what's nice too is it's not a bait that, you know, during the fall, especially up here when you start getting the trees, the cotton and the, uh, the water, and that sort of thing, you're not going to have to worry about it being bunched up all over your hooks and, right. you know, that sort of thing. It's going to come through it a lot better because I started throwing plastic frogs last year. And I remember, you know, even when I was throwing the hollow bodied ones, you can't skip those very well. They just want to hit and kind of compress. I mean, they'll skip a little bit, but you might get like one or two little skips and then yeah. that's pretty much it. Um, yeah. But I, I really liked throwing the plastic frog last year. I did that and I had I hadn't fished topwater at all last year except towards I think the fall. Mm-hmm. And when I did that, I, as soon as Sam started talking about the the ability to kind of slow roll it a little bit more than what you normally would see, that was the thing I was frustrated with because I'm like, all right, here I am throwing in the muck. I've got this broomstick, you know, rod. And I can't throw this thing without any, you know, any weight on it at all. I probably can, but I'm, oh, I'm not casting it very far. Right. And so I had to put a belly weighted, you know, EWG on it. But as soon if I, I had to crank it so fast, I'm like, yeah. man, as soon as I let up, it sinks, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. and I didn't have anything lighter. So, I mean, I got hits, but I was missing a lot of stuff by like, you know, it was like a two second shot. It was like frog one, two, boom. And it would hit the water. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know what that thing's swinging for. I don't know if it's just still seeing the trail in the water a little bit, but yeah. you know, I figured I, I want to try these out. I, you know, I'm excited about them because I want the ability to slow down some yeah. with the weight, you know, yeah, definitely. And don't, don't sleep on these things until summer or fall. I mean, I'm, I'm going to, I'm telling you. I remember last year you talking about it, dude. In February, you sent us the pictures. Like, I caught it on yeah. a frog. 45-degree yeah. so water. Yeah. So here's the thing. By midsummer, every fish in every pond across America has seen a frog a thousand times. Yeah. Most of those frogs are going to be spros, right? Spros catch fish. There's no denying it. But so, one, you start throwing something like this a little bit different. has that different action, that different – that different style to it that immediately they haven't been jacked by that 50 times. So they're going to be more apt to hit it. But when you think about it, bait fish, they still are high in the water column 
early in the spring. They're still bass are still hitting fish on top and bugs on top early in the spring. So why wouldn't they hit a frog? Well, they will. Plus, they haven't seen it for eight months, mm-hmm. six months, five months, depending on where you're at in in the world. Um, and and so they're more apt to hit it. But I'll tell you one last one last secret. I'm not giving you all my pad daddy secrets tonight, but one last one. So spawn when they're on or around beds. One of my favorite things to do is take the pad daddy and run it over the area of the bed two times real, real fast. And sometimes I'll get hit on that. But then the third time I'll throw it up past it and I'll run it real, real fast and I'll stop it right in the middle of that bed and just let it sit. And then I'll give it like a little twitch and they destroy it. That's a lot of times some of those early, early spring fish that I'm showing. That's the exact technique that I'm using to catch them. Interesting. Yeah, so take that one to the bank. I promise you it'll work. <laughs> you, you guys ever hear of uh, guys throwing them for uh, smallmouth on the river? What is a smallmouth? I don't know. <laughs> I, I have I have not. I mean, man, that, that sounds like a heck of a time. Um, it's probably, I mean, who knows? It's probably a little bit big of a bait for it, but, I mean, there's big smallmouth too. But, yeah. yeah, you got to see the smallmouth well, in Ohio. Well, the, yeah, the only not. reason the only reason I asked that is because I saw a video of Chad Hoover fishing some river in Tennessee using a horny toad. Oh dang! And oh, he was, was catching smallmouth. That was staged. So that was staged. It didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> was, but, fun. I, I've wanted to do that ever since I saw that video. Yeah. Well, they'll hit a whopper plopper. I mean, oh, yeah. I, I'm tired of that thing though. I, I retired the whopper plopper last year. I'm done. We'll get you some pad guys. You have to catch catch a small twenty inch small mouth. Maybe maybe you make a small version of that. Yeah, small version, and then we're you know a little. mm, Mm -hmm. We can drop some secrets. So oh oh wow. So so we're uh, you know something that um, uh, the True South line is really known for is like is a uh, buzz frame. You know, like Sam said, the pad daddy. And, I, and I'll say this too, like Pettit is not the right frog to put onto a frame. Mm-hmm. Uh, that hook slot and, and the way that shoulders are, are made and most boot feet style frogs, the feet will overpower it and it'll it'll make that buzz bait want to roll. So that pad daddy is amazing the way it is and what we just talked about for a few minutes, but it, it is not the right frog to thread on a, on a buzz frame to do that mm-hmm. technique. Um, so we may be working on a frog uh to fit on something like this so that's cool yeah so we're excited taking some of the same characteristics obviously that make the pad daddy the great frog it is um but changing some aspects so that it, it is um properly used to push on to you know the john may you know the true south line has the v-twin version of this which is um a two-bladed frame this is a white cutter craw on there um hmm. but that you can thread a frog onto it and a single frame to also put a frog onto so it would only make sense for us to start working on something that, mm-hmm. you know, would be a frog that we could push on ourselves. So was that, was uh, that yeah. Sam's idea? Sam, I know yeah. Sam likes to throw buzz baits uh, yeah. like that with soft plastics on it. So yeah. if you're not doing it, you got to give it a shot. I'm telling yeah. you, it is money. It yeah. does have its time and place for sure. And right now, the cutter crawl is an amazing buzz yeah. bait trailer, especially for your for your larger buzz baits. It even works well on a finesse <laughs> buzz bait. Um, but uh, that right there is a is a killer um, buzz bait trailer. Uh, again, green pumpkin magic crawl. Put that on a buzz bait, and it is the perfect imitation of your your panfish, um, bluegills, sunfish, that sort of thing. Uh, it's killer, killer. So you, I gotta you, check out this uh, this magic. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, magic. I mean, he he's right. And he in the story he told too with me being like, Sam, you gotta try this color. Um, even from you know a popularity in the industry type color, we all know green pumpkin, black and blue, right? Yeah. And then green pumpkin blue for many years, like the last five years, green pumpkin blue was kind of like fighting green pumpkin. In terms of like at least what we saw sales wise and industry and then these last two years magic's always been around it's this holographic silver flake but in the in the brown green pumpkin it, it appears goldish but it's a holographic silver flake um zoom's been making it you know we've been making it and then all of a sudden dude green pumpkin magic is like 
it's, it's close, if not our top selling color over green, just regular green pumpkin. And hmm. uh, so, yeah, it's just funny to watch the industry and which way colors are going. And yeah, when you sell baits, you see what local guys that really know how to catch fish, what colors they're buying. So I enjoy kind of looking at people's orders and stuff, but he's right. I mean, green pumpkin magic. A lot of people are catching a lot of fish on that color all over the country. Yeah. I'll say this about Brian too, real quick. Like we're spending a lot of time talking about the different styles of bass and how to fish them and stuff. But Brian is a mastermind when it comes to the creation of these colors and the mix of his plastic and all that. Like he's a true scientist when it comes to that. So, I mean, you could probably do a whole uh, two hour episode with him on just that topic alone. Um, and he's so passionate about talking about the baits and the styles of them. He doesn't spend a whole lot of time talking about the the science behind it but you get little glimpses of it like just then when he's talking about the flake you know a lot of people have no idea um that that stuff goes into there you know they just think it's uh you know a green flake that gets poured in but yeah there's it, a ratio there's a mix there's a yeah. particular types of flake like it, there's a real it's a mad scientist dude he really is it's pretty cool to to we'll talk to him about it and even see him in action um so well, that's interesting because we, we've talked to a bunch of people that make their own baits and stuff, but that question has never come up like colors. We've never really talked to that about anybody. Yeah. So, I'm, so I don't know if you can elaborate a little bit more on it, but yeah. <clears throat> so one thing, <clears throat> excuse me. One thing that, you know, tomorrow it's funny tomorrow on the to-do list is to uh, work couple new colors we're looking to release this year so on the to-do list tomorrow is to formulate some colors that we want to be morning going on the well, sorry, sorry. <laughs> there might be um <laughs> pb and j you said you really enjoyed that pb and j um earlier in the show and like we like to put our own twist when we can on certain colors i mean green pumpkin mm -hmm. it, it's got to look a certain way for the most part but like colors like pb and j or uh magic craw or like these fun laminates you can really put your own twist on kind of like a cook would put on a burger you know there's a lot of ways to make a burger so um to that like when you're formulating these colors there's so many things that have to come into into play like when you have a, a, a top color and a bottom color um you also have to think of how those colors will appear next to each other so if you take blue and the black and blue laminate and put black behind it you'll have the right blue mixed up and then black and you think you have the formula right. And when you put them next to each other, I mean, they look a lot different. So you got to consider a, what colors, if it is a laminate that they're going to be paired next to and how light's going to go through those, those colors. Mm -hmm. um, and then the second is obviously glitter. I mean, you can see it. And a simple example is take like green pumpkin and then some variations of it. So green pumpkin and green pumpkin blue and then green pumpkin orange. If you see like green pumpkin blue, the bait appears more green, but if you think about it, the blue flake is reflecting light and blue and yellow make green. So it's just appearing to be a little bit greener than your regular green pumpkin and then flip it to the orange, right? Like your green pumpkin orange looks like browner and a little bit more rusty. Mm -hmm. And like, you're like, why is that? And actually it's really just the flake, the orange flake reflecting that orange light and giving it that rusty look. So formulating these colors, deciding what glitters go in them or what you're shooting for. And going back to your, the PB and J you see on the bottom side of it, it's got tons of purple flake. There's actually like a money violet small flake in it. Next time you see the bottom side of that PB and J, but um, what the purple will look like on that pumpkin seed belly. Like it's fun, man. It is fun. Sometimes pulling your hair out to get the formulas right. And then once they're good, you can often run with them. Yeah. I mean, yeah, these are all cool colors. <laughs> for sure. you tried to mix the uh the peanut butter and the chartreuse yet like in a summer crawl i wonder if that would bleed yeah. bad so mixing them or put them or just yeah them use them as a yeah next to each other i haven't it probably wouldn't look they probably look pretty good yeah so there's, <laughs> the, there's the pb and j um clicking on it might even clear it up but either way you can see there's like little red flake on the pumpkin seed side with large mm -hmm. black flake um tons and tons of um large purple flake on the bottom and fun like a fun thing fun fact of that too and, and there's just guys that watch and make baits they'll learn something here too but you'll you would think there's tons of purple dye it's not uh, yeah it's very there's actually almost zero purple pigment in the bottom of that bait it's mm. mostly just a little bit of a smoke which would be like a, a few drops of black 
mm-hmm. or a ratio of black. But if you were to cut that purple and only see it, it looks like smoke purple. Um, but all that purple flake reflecting light uh, shows you that shows you that purple side. Magic crawl is another one. That pearl blue takes some work. Um, you know, obviously magic crawl is a staple in this industry, but every company kind of does their pearl blue on the bottom of magic crawl a little bit differently. Um, yeah, so it's a good it, color. yeah, yeah. It's it's like I said, it's fun. Sometimes you you really think you're going to get a color right, like oh, I just got to do this and put this glitter in it, mm-hmm. and then six more tries down the road, you're like, geez, I just want to get this color right. <laughs> um, yeah. you know, like, like methylate, for example, like simple methylate. If you guys are familiar with that super bright orange look from uh, Zoom, that guy's throwing a finesse worm. I mean, I bought the pigment and it took me like six times to get it right. And it has no glitter in it. I'm like, why is it so <laughs> difficult? Um, so sometimes the simplest of colors that or that look simple um, can be kind of difficult for sure. There's a net dizzy. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm just de- like mesmerized yeah. by it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> I know. You, you never really get to see what your bait does in the water unless mm-hmm. you're like shallow. So exactly. That's, kind of, that's cool to see. For sure. And that's why we do the videos. You know, sometimes people see we have a couple Facebook promos um, showing some of these videos. And it's like you can you can tell someone something, but let's why not just show them? You know, and I think showing kind of solidifies like the faith in the baits, hopefully the company and what we're doing, uh, all those things. Instead of just telling you like, hey, we make a great bait. And you're like, yes, yeah, so does 50 other companies. Like <laughs> so we try when we can to make a video and at least do the best we can to show you hopefully what it's doing underwater. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> man, we, we, we covered a lot. That was, that was fun. Definitely. Definitely. I appreciate it guys. I mean, if there's any questions that come to mind here at the end, I mean, I know uh, I'd be, I'm an open book with it, whether it's molds or machines that we talked about colors, baits, prototyping, mm-hmm. uh, how we make them, whatever. But otherwise, I mean, yeah, it's, it's been fun. Yeah. it's. Fun. I appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. I mean, if if guys want to check us out, they know where to find us. They, a lot of a lot of guys know yourselves and Sam. Thank you again for having me on. And uh, man, it'd be a pleasure to talk more baits or tricks or bait making. However, I can help you guys too. I'd be glad to. Hey, man! Whenever you have something new coming out, you can come back on the show. Yeah, a couple Maybe. new baits or something. Yeah, be yeah. glad to talk about them. Absolutely cool. So uh, we talked about it before uh, we went on air here, but we were going to do a giveaway. Yeah. So I yeah, I think the best thing to do would us to make a post on Facebook. Or, yeah, 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 Facebook yeah, and Instagram. We'll and put then, the details uh, out there. Yep, we'll put details out there. It'll be I'll I'll do it the day this airs, so it'd be next Thursday. I don't know what the date is, but yeah. Um yeah, we'll we'll tag you guys and then we'll share it and we'll go from there. Sounds great. Yeah, we'll get some baits uh in a lucky winner's hands and hopefully they love them. Heck just yeah. A, just no secret Sam Bates. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> no green pumpkin magic. No. <laughs> Especially if you're a kayak angler fishing, uh, any local trails around me, KBF or bass, you're not allowed to have them. But no. <laughs> um, absolutely. No, check them out. Check out the True South lineup too. I mean, it's a it's amazing. The spinnerbaits, the jigs, the terminal tackle, it all pairs so nicely with everything we have. Uh, there's there's several baits that we didn't talk about um, mm-hmm. uh, that are still available out there and uh, yeah it's it, it's an awesome product and it, you know it's hard to find um, American made products anymore um, and uh, you know Midwest boy it's now down in the down <laughs> in the deep south but uh, I don't know if North Carolina's the deep south or not but yeah. um, still doing doing it right and. Uh, it's uh, it's pretty awesome to be a part of. So, thank you. Absolutely. Well, cool, man. We'll close it out here again. Thanks for coming on the show, guys. It was a uh, it was fun. A lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Thank you again. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Yep. And uh, listeners, uh, stay tuned for that giveaway. Uh, make sure you're uh, keep an eye out for it, and we will see you next week. See you. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle and Fin. 
Don't forget to go check out our website at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler. The Angler button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in Northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com. You're listening to the Waypoint Podcast Network, brought to you in part by HuntStand, the number one hunting and land management app. When you go out there and the fish are where you think they are, any one of these casts could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know, right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.